0: And welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is George, and I am joined by my co host, Liam. Hello. And I'm not joined by my co-host Grant on account of him having some poorly little babies at home.
1: Yeah.
0: So uh, he Get can't Get well soon, home.
1: Grant's little babies.
0: Get well soon, Grant. By the time you listen to this, I'm sure they'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Antibiotics being had. He is not welcome in my home whilst he, he has any sickly people in his house. So as you know, each episode, one of the hosts or a guest nominates an album that they think is flawless and we talk about why they love it and what They love about it and at the end we decide unanimously if we agree that it is flawless we have a facebook group called flawless friends and family the details will be in the notes on this uh, podcast and so you can join tell us what you think about your favorite albums episodes about flawless and comment on anything or tell us your favorite albums too
1: tell us all the times we've let you down by deciding something wasn't flawless
0: yeah liam so uh we also have a patreon because who doesn't these days Days, right yeah, the uh, podcast got a patreon yeah you can back us from as little as one australian dollar a month and no matter how much you back us for you'll get access to special bonus episodes and you can find us at patreon.com slash flawless and today, in the absence of Grant, we have replaced him—an upgrade, some might it's say.
2: Like look in the
0: mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Ta-da! We have a guest. Please introduce thyself, oh
3: guest. Hi, hi, everybody! What an entrance! <laughs> uh, sorry, Grant, I've taken your spot. Um, hi, everybody. My name is Trina Massey, and I am so stoked to be here talking about. Some of the, a record that I think is flawless. Um, so, I am an arts administrator. So, I work for Peak Body in Australia, the AAM. Um, I've also been the program manager for Q Music. I used to own a record label and a management branch. And I'm also a DJ. And most recently, I was the Greens candidate for Central Ward, which means nothing, but it's like the new farm Tenerife, the central area of yep. Brisbane. So, oh, I'm really stoked to be here. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So, and. As uh, agreed in advance, Liam and I will never be as cool as Trina, even collectively. Mm -hmm. So we have agreed that, which is fine. Uh, So because Trina is here as our guest, she's going to be... Declaring an album as flawless Would be
1: weird if she didn't
0: Although, Yeah. Otherwise she's just in my apartment yeah. Eating my snacks So It's really nice
3: and I plan to do it more often yeah. What's being formed is a friendship
0: yeah. Yeah. Go team Look at that Flawless I, Flawless and friends, I made a friend yeah. So Trina, you have nominated An album, please to Tell us what it is
3: um, I have known, nominated uh, Bad Girls by Donna Summers
0: My goodness. So from nineteen seventy nine, you have nominated this album now. Liam, yes. please come it's in older, with a fact. It's older than all
1: of us. Um, I think it's I don't think it's older than Grant. It's definitely older than me.
0: Oh my god, are by you about, just just because Grant's not here, let's disparage him.
1: Well I was trying to figure out <laughs> If it's older than all of us, Um, so it is the seventh studio album by singer songwriter Donna Summer, released on April twenty fifth, nineteen seventy nine, on Casablanca Records. Her last album on Casablanca Records. I could not tell you how many albums she released because I went to write it down and it was gigantic and it wouldn't fit on my piece of paper with notes. So let's just say, she was super prolific. She was releasing albums like every year, and even the year she wasn't, there'd be like a live album or a best of or a compilation of something else. She was crazy prolific. Mm -hmm. Albums all
0: the time. This is a double record too. This is a double. Cool this Ambitious, and is, This is so – You this is like one of those albums where like you have to be really confident in an artist to release a double album because that is like – that's so much money to press mm-hmm. vinyl, um, especially the, like we're talking like 1979 and it's we're coming to the end of disco and stuff and we're still just going, hey, Donna, do you think you can bring it? I don't even know
3: if they th- knew it was the end of disco at this stage, but it was like – you know, I mean, double albums but were being released by the biggest bloody bands back then, like Fleetwood Mac, Tusk, right? Mm-hmm. Todd Rundgren, <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> but Donna Summers ambitiously releasing a double album in disco.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh man,
0: mm-hmm. yep. So um you've got the have you got some of the charting details over there I've got the charts I've, of the singles but I forgot to do the charts of the album I don't
1: have the charts of the album I only have the, the RIAA It was number 1
0: obviously It was number 1
1: oh. the RIAA certified it as a million sales as of May 3rd 1979 which if you Bloody if hell. you're good at maths you will note that is 8 days after it came out So in the first <laughs> 8 days of it being out it sold a million copies um That's like
0: Glenn Miller back in the day when he sold 800,000 copies of Moonlight Moonlight Serenade in a week. It
1: was was designated triple platinum in 1979 and it sold over 4 million copies in the US.
0: So pretty good then, yeah? Pretty good. Yeah. Do you think it's because it starts with a little bit of hot stuff?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I do think it's because of a little bit of hot stuff. So that was the first single released off the album was April 13th, so two weeks before... Yeah, came out. Hot stuff hits the airwaves, and then Bad Girls in June. So two the the two lead-off singles back to back at the start of the album, which is
0: yeah, yeah,
1: fairly yes. traditional for a pop album. That's the sort of thing you do. You do you front load all your big stuff, and then see what happens after that.
0: So uh, Trina, mm. Donna Summer, Bad girl. Yeah. Yes. this wasn't originally going to be your first choice. Uh, no, it you, wasn't. It wasn't. But you you nominated something you. Uh, maliciously didn't realize we'd already covered yes. because you had not looked through our back because I hadn't All done my because I, <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't done my research no, which I'll be fine. honest <laughs> which is totally fine however let's let's just say it's a grateful thing that you brought this record so uh why did you pick Donna summer bad girls
3: um so for me like I did not discover so this is a record that I discovered quite later in life. Mm -hmm. So this would have been maybe seven, eight years ago. And the reason why this record to me was so flawless is not just because of the bangers at the start. Like I think people can, like one, it was ambitious. Two, it's people don't listen to the full record because of the bangers of the first two songs, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) You know, Hot Stuff and Bad Girls Mm. are just – Seminal disco songs But that's how I got introduced to it Right, yeah. That was like a remix of Bad Girls And I yeah. was like, what else is going on here, Donna? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <know> <laughs> right? um, but the reason why I think this album is so incredible Was the intersection of disco, rock, mm-hmm. soul and funk And electronica yep. yes. So this is the thing This is not like, you know We remember Donna Summers as a disco queen Right? I but feel she love is actually... one
0: of my favorite songs of all time. I'm not even going to lie. On the music video of somebody ice skating, I was just like, oh, I'm all over it. I just love it so much. Like, I feel love is just like one of literally one of my favorite
3: songs ever. It's incredible, right? And it, and you know, that I feel love is like, that's the beginning of electronica. You know, Kraftwerk were inspired by Don, Donna Summers, Laurie so, Anderson. Like I had this... so much
0: Devo in this album Like, yeah. it's unreal. Yeah. And people don't, and that's
3: why this album is so, um, amazing this is why I, I had to put up this album because not only does it touch all those disco sensibilities it also touches you know a really great mix um, like you said i think it was like you know what we didn't realize is this is the end of disco mm-hmm. the burning's about to happen right yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but this song and you know rock is like fuck you disco
0: mm-hmm. like fuck ya. Yeah yeah know, some meaning please well we've got a lot of punk happening at this at the time like in the uk so it didn't chart as well in the uk because over in the uk that was like punk was happening so it was like why would you be listening to disco so Mm -hmm. like where it was number one over in like the the billboard charts it would be number 14 in the uk because over in the 14 you've got the pistols and you've got stuff going you've got a, a lot of shit happening yeah um so and it the Smiths was like, and the new modern movement. Yeah, and you've got and the Cure Bondi coming the out. Mm. You're yeah. doing all of this stuff. So it's like a whole different sound. Um, so like, but Donna Summer's just like, nah, I could still do it.
1: Yeah, so still got it.
0: And this is the thing, and this is why
3: it was so meaningful to me, is because, um, like, you know, a few years ago, like I started really getting into Northern Soul, and you know that progression from just like indie and Triple J, and listening to radio and rediscovering a lot of music and now i actually play a lot of house music as a dj my favorite thing to do is play house music and disco and this is this records why mm-hmm. right because awesome. that's the way that it kind of like opened my eyes up to that bridge to electronic music i didn't get to electronic music with current songs yeah i got it through donna summers mm-hmm. you know and this record because this record you know bridges that electronic so 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 perfectly for me, and, and so it, with it fifth- bridges
1: that electronic because of a certain gentleman who worked upon it. Who uh, would you like to tell us his name?
0: I have forgotten. Oh, I read it last night. You um, tell
1: us. I forget how to say his oh, first name. work? Yes. Yes. Giorgio. Ma- Giorgio. Giorgio Moroda.
0: Yeah. Giorgio Moroda. Who so has had a
1: huge comeback in the last like 10 years doing stuff with like daft punk and neptunes and pharrell and all sorts of people
0: because he freaking nails it that's yes. why that's yeah. why <laughs> there's so much that Kraftwerk, devo sound in yeah. this, this album yeah like maroda work with and like there are songs where it's just summer and maroda the only people that that's are it. the songwriting mm-hmm. credits yeah, yeah. so it, you're just like okay because it's easy for someone like summer to go all of my songs are written by someone else but she has an entire side mm-hmm. of songs written by her mm-hmm. there's like eight so there's yeah. eight, so it's eight Donna summer there's fifteen songs in
3: total from memory, and eight of them are co-written by Donna. Yeah. Yeah. And um and with that, it's like you know, like the
0: whole ballad side is all summer. The
3: whole ballad side and like it fits that that point in time where you're like, that's an eighties ballad. That's yeah. what yeah. that is what? This is nineteen seventy-nine mm-hmm. and that is what a Whitney Houston
2: ballad will become. Yeah, that's that yes. was the thing. It's
1: like I like, mean, I'm listening to it, going, <laughs> "This is '80s movies. This yeah. is the this is the down point of the '80s movie where you need the hero to stand back up and do the thing, and there's going to be a motivational song playing behind it." And it's like, yeah, except it's 1979. That stuff isn't mainstream in the way it will be in the next ten years. Like, it's just so far advanced from as well as looking back into disco, looking forward into the sort of the ballad stuff that we know.
3: I That's think I mean this album. Um, sorry to interrupt. No. Um, I think this album, it's like what we do, <laughs> <laughs> like for me, it's like you know I re-listened to this album and I was like, ex- like trying to explain it to my partner. I was really excited, and I was like, you know, imagine one person being like Mariah Carey at the same time as Britney Spears mm. at the same time as like Gaga, Gaga, as yeah. at the same time as Mary J. Blige. Yeah, like that is what the Donna Summers of this album was she was a pop star that had the pipes mm. that was being inventive and creative and future looking, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But she was also incredibly soulful mm-hmm. and with R&B kind of sensitiv- sensitivities.
0: So yeah. I brought in as well, like as well as some stuff just being like space disco, um, yeah. there are like, <laughs> t- songs that could have been written by Carole King. Yeah. And there are songs that could have been sung by Dolly Parton. And I was like listening to it going, with a different guitar sound behind this, this could be a complete, this is a country song. Mm-hmm. This is just a love, this is a woman's true heartful love song mm-hmm. Um, in every sense of it, but lyrically and musically, it's just, it happens to have some kind of a drum machine and some synths and stuff like that hitting it behind it. But throw a couple of different instruments and you're like, nah, you've got tapestry. Or
3: even pull out some instruments Yeah. you've yeah. got tapestry. And, like, that's a really, yeah.
0: Which is, an, a, like, an accolade because to have, to be known as that and uh, to have that, like, breadth of musical influence and musical knowledge and, like, harking back to some of that kind of soulful stuff of, like, women of the 60s and 70s and stuff it just, like, was really beautiful um, and, it was again like her seventh album, and she's mm. freaking nailing hits after hits and then going, now, nah, fuck it. I've got yeah. the entire side, my songs, my ballads, leave me alone. If we've got four, I've got four sides to cover. This one's mine, yeah. and this is yeah. the song. Like this is a this is a side that I'm going to put on because it's very important. We've discussed this before. Mm-hmm. When yep. an album comes out in vinyl, we have to think about it in the side the A, different sides side B. of side A and B. Yep. Yeah, because they have to tell a different story, and they have yeah. the songs have to fit, and they have to they have to fit as a complete story on one side, but they have to fit like time wise yeah. as yeah. well. And <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so we have to do that, and so uh, which is why I have four pages of notes. <laughs> <laughs> because I have four freaking sides to go through uh, with my Sorry, brightly coloured pens. But thank you. This is going to be great. <laughs> I'm stoked. Yes. So, um, uh, Liam. Yes. Had you heard of Donna Summer?
1: Only the when you nominated the album, I was like, that name feels familiar. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I looked up, like, okay, Queen of Disco, yep. So I'd never listened to any disco albums in full before. This is my first full disco album, if you can even call it a full disco album. Never heard Never heard any, like, a new Hot Stuff and Bad Girls. So I knew Hot Stuff and I knew Bad Girls only because they used it in an episode <laughs> of um, Arrested <laughs> Development. Yep. They used it in an episode of Arrested Development. That's it. That was literally it. And then the rest of it was like just all new discovery for me.
0: Awesome. Okay. Yeah. That Be- was
1: George, Sorry. George, had you heard of the- – <laughs> you're looking at me. I'm like, wait, am I supposed to – I'm like, line.
0: You've got a thing line. to do. Line.
1: George. Had you heard of Donna Summer and or this album before?
0: I have heard of Donna Summer before, very Excellent. much. But I had only really heard the hits. I'd never listened to an album. So mm-hmm. uh, to my knowledge, you know how we talk about my vast vinyl collection that I grew up with and yeah. the CDs and cassettes? And we, I, I grew up with a house. So like, Imagine this entire living room and kitchen and everything of my house mm. growing up was just lined with records and CDs and cassettes. So for listeners out there, I'm in an open-plan living, kitchen, mm. like dining area. Um, So when I grew up, I was surrounded by, it's fair to say, a shit ton of music. And I found in every genre. But I don't remember there being one ounce of disco, Um, (laughs) which is really weird. But again, as I just mentioned, I Feel Love is like one of my favorite songs of all time. Like so, um, uh, I'd heard the hits from this album, but I hadn't ever sat and listened to a full Donna Summer album all the way through before. I've just, in fact, I might have had um, the album with "I Feel Love" on it. I think I've probably had on in the background, but not paid attention. I just keep going back to "I Feel Love" every mm-hmm. time. Um, but yeah, I'd not listened to a full album before, and you gave us a, a one-hour, eleven-minute album to write notes on. So there's so even, thanks, Trina. There's
1: even a label on the album cover if everyone looks at the thing right now. Yeah. Over 70 minutes, over of, 70 over 70 music. minutes of music,
0: yeah, yeah, right. Oh
3: my god, <laughs> I don't think I've it's ever like, seen that I label own, the, I own a, an original copy of this double album. No! Yeah, no yeah. that's awesome. It's one of my
0: unicorns. Oh, right, like, you, yeah, yeah, you,
2: yeah,
0: like, like on yeah. discogs or something, you're just no. Like... I like, I
3: have I, like you know, uh, uh, no, I don't, I don't find, I don't look for albums as much as I used to because mm-hmm. they just got expensive, yeah. But um, back in the day, like, I it wasn't even discogs, like, I would have to find it by hand. Like in oh, a record store or somewhere, through. like yeah. a pouring through hours. Oh because um, about... I was lame like that like um, I'm, I told you that I'm gonna cool. challenge you on that coolness thing I'm like yeah. just hours that just, just makes me people think being like, let's go and I'm like I'm busy Donna yeah. summers maybe
1: because <laughs> the other thing about George's upbringing is that she wasn't allowed to change the sides of a record so often when someone brings a vinyl she's only heard half of it ah. I've only thought yeah I'm, I was
0: side a of, of the uh, entire Billy Joel back yeah. catalog <laughs> um, until I got older and I was allowed to turn the record over and I was like Vienna's a cracking song yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, uh, it took me like. But when I was a kid, like my parents would put like an album on for me because I liked the cover or something like that, and then uh, they'd put it on and listen to it. And so I would And um, when I was growing up, there was nothing different. And I've talked about it in a previous episode. There was nothing different to me about Prefab Sprout or Black Sabbath. I would yeah. take them both to a friend's house, yeah. um, and they would say this isn't okay. But for me, I was like, <laughs> there is nothing different. So like, we'll <laughs> put this Black yeah. Sabbath <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pretty much so. Um, but yeah, but I don't recall. I did have, we had a lot of soul and I had a lot of jazz and I had a lot of women of color who were empowered. And like, so I grew up in a shit ton of like Diane Warwick and Nina Simone. Oh, yep. And so I was like, I was definitely like when I was younger, I remember thinking, why am I so white? <laughs> you know, like this is like I wish I could sing because to me the women that sang the songs I wanted to sing were all women of color. Yeah, and it was just and in my ch- childhood brain I was like there was a correlation there. Um, and it was just like it was. Then I understood as so I got like became an adult. It was just like oh no, you just had to be better. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like oh I get it now. But like so, but there was no no disco in my in my household. It's weird. So um, yeah, it's, it's not weird though. Right, and I'll
3: just, and it's not weird because I was explaining this to um my partner earlier today, and I was like, people, lots of people hated disco. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they hated disco was like, if you look at the history of music, you know, you go into the 50s and what's the big thing happening? Rock and roll, right? It's come from, you know, black blues players, it's rebellious, it's teenagers, it's anti-authority, it's new. Cool, we get that, right? 60s, again, you're talking about political protest mu- music you're talking about hippie music like i mean i thought heavily about the zombies as the <laughs> album because yeah. i love the zombies so much and i was like you know what i've no. never heard that sentence before in my life <laughs> yeah. i love the zombies it's it's wild i'm like she's not there that's filthy <laughs> <laughs> um and you know you've got a lot of this protest movement it's again it's really some of the music that's coming from the 60s is sexually charged mm-hmm. it's you got civil rights music, you've got um, singer-songwriter protest music, and then you get to disco, which is unequivocally, unapologetically fun.
2: Yeah.
3: Oh, right. Fun. Yeah. That's the whole point of it. Yeah. But that's also why Donna Summers is so interesting, you know, because she is speaking about like, you know, bad girls is about prostitutes. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? Yeah. And so people have this concept that disco is like, And it was, it was sugar. It was built for people to dance to and not worry about, which is why people were so angry about it and Mm -hmm. didn't really want to play it. There's no meaning to it. Yeah. But I I hope you'll also find that like listening to this Donna Donna Summer records, there's like a couple of themes
0: that go through Mm it. Oh, so much. And they're challenging. Yeah. Yeah, you talk about, so you talk about By Girls. So um, they wrote that literally about sex workers. And, mm-hmm. um, and like the whole toot, toot, beep, beep thing that everyone was dancing to, like going, oh, this is just a fun pop song, yeah. uh, fun <laughs> disco pop song. And you're like, no, it's really not. It's not about that. And it was just, um, and it was got some really awesome name because Hot Stuff is all about her just being like, basically, she needs Tinder.
2: Mm-hmm. She yeah. this yeah. song is like
0: give this bitch Tinder yeah. right now and she's gonna sort herself out tonight, never gonna see you again, we're all good. Yeah. And we move on. But we move on to Bad Girls, which is all about sex workers, um, working on the street, but then she has the lyrics And that's a heart back to hot stuff going, I'm just a bitch looking to get laid, so are you, but we're doing it for different reasons. You just change your name to do it. And I was like, what a segue. What a bold fucking segue on an album. I was like, Summer. (laughs) And
3: and the, the thing about that, though, is like with those two songs, well, the three songs at the start, right, there's no break. No. No. Right? And they're like You're connected. So connected. And if you like listen and if you if you read the lyrics, if you listen to the lyrics, you, you hear
0: them harking back and touching yeah. to each other. Absolutely. Yeah. And they're so there's just like okay. We talk about things. That I, we talk Can about I just say
3: that George is here with like the the four pages of
0: notes. <laughs> four pages of notes. Yeah. This is very like important. A fan, it's very yeah. good. And they're multicolored based on uh, title, content, and uh, quotes. Yeah. So uh, I have to, because I drink a lot of wine when we make these podcasts. So it has to be easy for me. Um, and uh, there is, in Bad Girls, not only the Toot Toot Beep Beep, which I will never f- like, ever stop saying, uh, but there is sweet, freaky guitar, plus beats, plus mm-hmm. piano, plus horns, plus bass, and then whistles actual, yep. like hockey whistles, like yeah. golf, like, oh man, like actual. I am pro, I've written in my notes <laughs> pro, pro whistles. <laughs> um, so it was a plucky, awesome. Woman to sing a song about sex workers seen as bad and sad walking the streets, but just doing what they're doing, doing their job. And I was Mm -hmm. like, that, and that was a second single from a freaking album. Yeah. What a plucky choice.
1: I think we've encountered that before where you, if you, sugarcoat something in enough nice music you can put really deep dark themes into songs and people will just go oh it's a great pop song and then just spread it far and wide and it's like no listen you've got to listen to yeah. this this, Take a this, is import- this is important this is
0: important yeah and that uh, that went to number one in the billboard charts like straight straight away and mm. 15 in the uk 14 in australia yeah like, so it's just like people went oh i like this one i could wiggle my ass to it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on my roller boots and all wearing my sequins um, mm. but you're like it's deep it's a deep song but so she didn't write it but she embraced it and yeah. uh, it almost they it, she was told to give it to share to sit, put on her album and Donna summer said no and held on to it for a couple of years before she recorded it for this album for the ah, time yeah right. but it's I mean you know it's bold like when
3: she when she does the hey mister got a damn you know yeah. like when she's like you know I got what you want I yeah. got what like You know, and it's like that hustle, right? And that was just like that's like that's bold for a pop artist.
0: Yeah, but and and she does it, but she does it in that way of going, I am doing this, but also you're still comfortable. Yeah,
2: like but um, yeah,
0: like and
3: if you get there, you will reflect.
0: Yeah, right.
1: But I'm I'm not trying to upset you. But I'm not
3: trying to upset you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's I didn't,
1: true. I didn't write down all the people who wrote, had played, performed instruments on this album because that was also way too long for the piece of paper. <laughs> I, got, I got the feeling like Maruta too... came in and produced it on and you think, oh, yeah, so he'll just synth everything and he'll just simulate everything. But I got like most of it seemed like it was actually done live. They had people coming in and doing little bits live, um, multiple people doing drums as well. So I guess they just had like, well, you can play drums on these songs because you're really good at disco drumming versus like – it's Soulful
0: drumming. There's yeah. ballads and everything. The
3: ballads yeah. and then like – um the, like almost rock songs, like yeah. super yeah. almost yeah. rock songs, and then there's R and B songs. Mm-hmm. And then some songs
0: you're like, that's yeah. not live
2: drumming, that's a drummer Yeah, CD. I, yeah. I said, like, that sunset people. Mm-hmm.
0: There like, are yeah. there are songs on this album, and I'll get to the notes through my four fucking pages. <laughs> I feel like I've written an like a somebody an essay to hand in to teacher. Um but there are there are songs on this album which meant that bands like TLC couldn't have existed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Dimple lights. What, Dimble, yeah, I think it was probably probably yeah. Like, like literally, that's a DLC song. It was just like you couldn't there are so many bands that I grew up listening to that I would I'd be like, nah, you you couldn't do what you do. You couldn't be so overtly sexual, um, but also pop record like friendly on the radio, M T V and everything else without having someone like Donna Summer just going, Nah, I've done it for mm. you. Don't worry. Yeah, and even
3: to the extent like um I think it's which one was it? It's like love will al- uh love will always find you. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "Oh, because of Donna Summers, they could look at someone like Whitney Houston and give yeah. her a record deal." Mm. Yeah, right? Right? Like that was like, yeah. you know, there's so much Whitney in this, in like especially in those slow to tempo R&B bangers.
2: Yeah.
3: Um yeah, it's it, it's weird cuz like like it's it's so it's so hard to um like this record, because the the two hits that everyone remembers and they're bold and they're right up there. But as you dig through it, you're like, well, this is a very diverse and eclectic record that yes. interestingly finishes starts with disco and finishes with disco. Yeah, sure. Sunset
0: People. Oh,
1: Sunset People. So Jesus good. Christ. <laughs> so I just want to quickly touch Sunset on Sunset
0: Boulevard. That, that, yeah. I felt like I was there. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. So I was listening to the album the first time through it, and I was like why are all these songs so long? Like even, even the pop songs at the start, like hot stuff lead off bang a single, but it's five and a half minutes mm. long. What, what is going on there? And that's when I looked at the sides of the album. Like it's two, it's a double album. And so you do need, so the first two sides, side A and B of disc one are your pure disco songs. Like that's just eight perfect disco songs. Lots of little bits added in, but that's your big ones there. the side, Three. One of side three, so side one of disc two is her four ballads. Yeah But at the end of the fourth ballad, there's this guitar wailing that just kicks in. And then the last three songs are experimental. Yep. So I think the last three songs are where they went to Maroda, okay, you've given us 12. Cool disco songs, you get to play around with these th- with these last three ones.
3: Well, those last three ones for me had the disco element. Yeah. But then they got real electronic. Like, yes. Sun- so he, p- like, like Sunset, like Sunset got- People and Lucky are yeah. super, super like electronic.
1: Yeah. And,
3: yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it felt the like the future of house music pretty yeah. much. Yeah, it well,
1: felt like Sunset they were the people- ones that Morota was like, okay, now I'm here, I'm gonna play, I'm gonna do my thing on these last three ones. Mm. It's gonna be a bit more experimental
0: sunset people was released in a single in, uh, in europe only because of like rights they couldn't release it in america but they had it's like six minutes 27 on the album <laughs> yeah. but it's three minute 55 for the radio edit um and so it got to that that, uh, that single actually got to like number 46 in the uk because and when it came out as sunset people so they must have like cut like i don't know four of the eight verses out <laughs> of that song um but like you do, you know it's got lyrics in it
4: yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: right it's just and the just... LA song which we've you know lots of bands have tried to do the LA song but it's just that but
0: it's so spacey and yeah mm. as well like it's got that Marauda like sound like summer
3: feel mm. super mm-hmm. summer feel also a bit of hustle feel to yeah. sunset yeah. like
1: it's like a summer feel but slightly dark there's that dark underbelly of the summer sound oh in definitely there.
0: it's like oh the girls the sweet 16 but they know they know more than they do that kind of thing yeah. and mm. you're like you're like yeah we, we've all known those girls and talking about the guys and the whiskey and everything else and just calling it out just calling it for what it is and just saying yeah. sunset boulevard is made up of all these people and that's kind of what makes la what makes LA, yeah. and that's yeah. how i'm gonna end a record that um is gonna make me it's like a really like a plucky plucky choice i mm. think um but yeah it made me feel like i was in la when i was listening to it it's kind of a nice feeling never mm. been <laughs> yeah. i assume it's, it's still.
1: it's just hot <laughs> this is hot all the time no
3: but this like so you know sunset people like i remember um when i was listening to sunset people when it really like so this is years ago when i found it and then i was like on sunset boulevard so this was maybe three or four years ago and i realized like that song is still relevant now because i was like that is why la is cool because none of the subcultures have died like, awesome. like, seriously, like, I was like, so someone was like, hey, come to this goth bar with me. And yeah. I'm like, goth bar? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And like, you know, you're still seeing like the Brett Michaels, like Alabama dudes with those hair. And you're still seeing roller baiters. And I was like, this is Sunset People. Mm. Like, it's all the diverse people. And that's what Donna
0: was talking about. Yeah. And it hasn't changed it in hasn't changed. 21 years. So, yeah, yeah, that's pretty 21
1: Thirty one. Thirty one, It's oh, Forty one. Thirty one. I'm, so 41. I'm, no, I'm 41. forty, so it's 41. forty one. Oh 41. my god. No, I'm forty one. It's forty one years old.
0: Forty mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. What a what a record, right? So Jesus. one
1: of the reasons that was released as a single. So this was her last album for Casablanca Records. Mm. And next up next she was like, Well, now I want to start playing with my sound and finding my own direction. And they couldn't the two of them couldn't agree on a sound. So she left Casablanca and signed for Geffen Records and she was mm. one of their first signings as well. And her next album was um like electronic new wave sort of stuff. Um but after she left, Casablanca were like, Money please Wait, We need to make like, some cash. Yeah. So they could just release as many singles as they want off that album because they just could do whatever they wanted because they just owned it. Because she
3: won't really like, I mean, the like, you know, she has such a wild, you were talking about how wide her catalogue is. Mm. Um, but like, you know, when I think about post this, like, I mean, this is for me, this is the peak of Donna Summers, right? Like, mm-hmm. this is where she's a peak because like, I mean, I love the song, but like the next Donna Summer song that comes to me is like she works hard for the money. Yeah. Which is like just Oh man. Jeez. Like <laughs> But like that is like straight up. 80s pop mm. banger, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, like in the in the in the in, in in like the vibe of like, you know, could the Pointer Sisters have existed without Donna Summer, you know? Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, man.
0: I feel feel a bit
3: tired. How's
1: everybody going? I love it how we just
3: were like, we'll just talk about oh songs.
1: We'll just get yeah. into
0: it. Yeah, fair enough. That's fine. There's this a is lot fine. of songs. So you were saying about Dim All The lights. So that was a third single and that still got to number two in the Billboard and number one in the dance hits um, of the Billboard charts. So um, that is some sexy guitar yeah. and some very inviting vocals, I would say. Um, so it, like, it still goes into like... Hella disco. Like it starts yeah, off like, like the ballad and the sexy ballad. And then yeah. suddenly you're like. And yeah. <laughs> but she's again like this empowered woman just wanting some love. Mm-hmm. Like again, like she doesn't give a shit. She's like all and the. When the vocal effects come in and she sounds like she's almost like underwater, it sounds so sweet. It's like, it doesn't sound wrong. It just sounds like a, like a really good sound. And like to bring that out as a single where suddenly she sounds like all kind of gobbly and like weird and, and the vocal effects come in. Especially
3: um, for someone known for her vocals, right? Like Donna yeah. Summer had this amazing vocal range range and it's the dim out of lights, which is like still a disco song. Yeah. Right. So like mm-hmm. all the singles are like disco mm. songs. Yeah. Yeah. But like to bring out that one that's also like so suggestive and sexual that then also
0: plays with her voice. Um It's still it, yeah. loving though, because mm. it has the lyrics Hello, hello. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna use that one. Yeah. I'm gonna try that one tonight, do what yeah. right on. Hey, babe. Yeah, like a cup, yeah. fill me, me up, up. <laughs> like a cup. I rhyme. Um, yeah, so it's uh, like, um it's not often that when I write notes for an album, I write um, four pages. Uh, but there <laughs> Except was when she nominates. Seven, yeah. yeah, but it's also not. It's not often that I literally write down lyrics for every single fucking song as well. So I've written like any green, I've pretty much written for like every song, I've written something about it. So um, Journey to the Centre of Your Heart.
1: So good. That's one of my absolute faves on that album. It's oh, just so that good. that Devo bass Yeah, yeah. Yes! <laughs> yes. And then the sax and the saxophone. And when oh, it comes yeah. in yeah! Yeah.
0: 1979. yeah yeah yeah. That's just so good. That co- the vocals play have a conversation with the sax. Yeah. The yeah. Con- sax is like boo, boo, and the folks are like hey I'm coming in and it's, it's like water, yeah exactly right and it's like some funky beat synth. There's a synth solo. Yeah. what are you doing to me? Yeah. And those repeated lyrics of like um that that sixty style backing of the yeah. vocal. Of like, um, like go. I want to go. Oh, let me go. Girl, I wanna go. I want to go. The call, the call, <laughs> at, call and response, colon response that she's oh, doing, which
2: harks yeah.
3: back to that net like that, classic sixties, yeah. but oh, with yeah. a very modern sound. Yeah. And
0: then fuck it, sax solo. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? We've, we've done we've done the a... synth solo. <laughs> Let's do a sex one. Yeah. yeah. What if? fucking tune like yeah. yeah so that was like a real banger so um like that yeah i really enjoyed that one so hard so uh yes currently Liam, you've got to have some you've got to have some tunage that you want um, to talk about because I, I also love I'm so yeah Journey to the, the of your heart
1: was ab- definitely an absolute favorite yeah i loved him all the lights because it's the start of side two and she starts it softer and you think oh maybe the side two is gonna be different nope <laughs> Four more bangers, just kill, killing it every time. Yeah. Um, one night in a lifetime on that second side, that's there's a funky slapping of that guitar, just so good
0: and the bass and the horns together yeah, yeah. Oh, so many horns hell? and sax
1: all the way through the album and but ooze just and the, yeah just like
0: but also funky bloody guitar
1: yeah, like rock funky, guitar that's bringing yeah, it yeah. yeah you know just no restraint at all like just like oh should we you know are we stepping too far outside the bounds of what we're really trying no just throw all the stuff in there it's all going to work we're all good at what we do we're great production great songwriting it's going to work and it always just works
0: and it has those lyrics Like, yeah, yeah. damn straight it's, she will
1: Yeah, they're. Ve- I guess it's Like, outside of like bad girls Like they are quite straightforward love songs quite straightforward, you know, sex songs and that sort of stuff Like there's not a lot of subtext to a lot of it all the time Which just works really well with the disco Because you are supposed to just be dancing to it and getting down to it You're not necessarily always trying to look for that Like multiple levels in it
0: But then can't get to sleep at night Yeah Harking back <laughs> to that love that you really wish you hadn't left Yeah yeah. 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 <gasps> Okay, we've talked before that sometimes I get complicated feelings you do. about. <laughs> Particular songs or particular tracks. So, like you know those those people you've left behind yeah. or whatever, and you it you hear a song or you 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 eat a dish or you do Or a you thing. listen to Adele, you, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or something something happens, and then every feeling you've ever had for that person comes flooding back. And I've listened to that song, and I was just like, oh, could I send you to some people when I'm drunk? <laughs> when I'm drunk? Like it's got the. Uh,
2: <laughs>
0: oh man i'm like and i wrote in my in my notes i was like i don't care why they ended he must return yeah, yeah. i demand it like, like, did she
3: die from heartbreak
0: jesus <laughs> she man. did it but like she didn't because she wrote ballads on the next uh, side but yeah. i was just like holy shit man that hit me in the feels
1: and then there's a, another synth solo, and I've got like squicky, slinky synth solo. So there's, there's Maroda just putting his little, little fingers into it, in. a little, oh, oh it just yeah. grabs you. But
3: do then- you think that, like, you know, like when, when you go into like this album, you're like, I know what this is going to be?
2: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I remember
3: oh, I- the first time that I was like, okay, I'll listen to it because it's a disco album. Yeah. I'm going to find songs that I can play. Mm hmm. In clubs, because yeah. that's what people want to dance to, and you go, "That's what it's going to be." But there's like Maroto's got all like the instrumentation and all these like little touches yeah. throughout where you go, "I didn't expect it." Like you mm. know, even even though sometimes there's there's no there's no secret about the lyrics, like, yes yeah. And you know, and when we get to side three, it's unabashedly these are love songs,
1: mm-hmm. these are oh, ballads,
3: yeah. right? But you're just like, this is not what I expected. Yeah. from the disco queen.
1: Yeah, yeah. So something on that. On can't get to sleep at night, I there was a couple of lines at the start, instrument lines, I was like, that has to be a guitar. There's no way they're playing a guitar, unless they're following a guitar through a pedal that just makes it sound like a guitar. But it just felt like it had to be because of the speed they were playing it at didn't feel like it would be a synth. Yes. But I just was like, Yeah, no, someone's doing something doing funny this. on th- doing something funny you can't on that. See what I'm yeah, doing, yeah. But we're I'm doing, doing the, doing the up, we're doing the up and down <laughs> bit for a guitar. Doing was, the guitar. Yeah, it was cool.
0: That's awesome. Yes. Um, And then, so we've got, like, we've got the first record, right? And we've gone, bangers, we are disco, we are soul, we are everything, right? Bangers. And then she's gone, you know what? I'm putting out a double record and I've got shit to say. uh, (laughs) I'm deep. I'm deep, right? And the (laughs) shit I've got to say is going to be soulful and heartfelt. And I'm going to write... A, um, an entire side that if you are feeling emotional you can like you need some ballads. you're the not- side for you <laughs> he is literally yeah. because i have got like records where i'm like man i wish they put them in a different order so i could have them all, have all the ballads <laughs> on one side so i could pres- just press start on my record player every I feel time like a 15 minute cry
2: yeah yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah exactly right and so um and it was just really smart that she just went i'm gonna put because i'm putting out vinyl i'm mm-hmm. gonna put these all of these heartfelt ballads that if somebody loves them they're going to play them on repeat and repeat and repeat and if somebody doesn't love them they don't have to play outside yeah play a different side yeah yeah, yeah. and i was like that's from a marketing perspective that is really fucking smart yeah. to put all of those songs together because she stretches her vocal range from the softest quietest childlike beautiful song through to Belting out Wailing Wailing Yeah These were the, these Whitney, the Whitney Houston, Houston songs. songs Yeah Yeah definitely
3: These are the Whitney songs These are the Mariah Carey songs Yeah Like these And these you are You know that's the root of yeah. that That line of Female singers yep. Yeah Definitely
0: And they were all Summer's songs yeah Either solo or collaborative but they were all summer songs she and, co-wrote
3: all of them i'm pretty
0: sure yeah, yeah. and it, some of them were solo like she wrote oh,
1: cool. yeah so there will always be a you with just her
0: yeah it was just uh my baby understands <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> there will always There's be, a be a you, you donna so <laughs> summers <laughs> i think my baby understands was also just summer summers as well yes yep. yeah mm-hmm. so um yeah they just they were summer just going this is don't like this is my ballad side and and i'm gonna welcome you with on my honor with a beautiful piano Mm. in the softest sweetest vocals proclaiming love on her honor in a completely vulnerable Mm. open like desperately raw kind of ballad and you're like bloody again this is that kind of carol King Dolly Parton like opening my heart up yeah. to you song janice Ian kind yeah. of mm-hmm. like
3: you know you could if you if you took like you know with this ballad and I remember listening to this side cuz again when I first listened to it I was like this is not what I expected Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, know, you're like, well, that's- you go into it and you don't expect it and you get to this side and you're like because well, I was waiting for
1: something else to happen because start, start of side two, she changed off, it and yeah. then went, now nah, disco. And I was like, okay, piano. So you're going to have like a piano disco song here. It's going to be great. I kept waiting. I go, nope, this is just a piano song. Okay, back to the start. I should listen to it properly now.
0: <laughs> well, the f- opening line of that ballad side, so side three, um, is – here I am on my own again. again. That's how she starts. And you're like, okay. I'm, okay, well done. I, yeah. I need to get into the ride to here. and <laughs> I'm i need gonna to get need a wine. A... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then there will always be a you that she wrote, which is like we're talking like a five-minute song full ballad strong varied vocal range on this um and like just the composition was just exactly mm. what it should have been for the late 70s early 80s yes. yeah yeah
3: and this and like and you know like with like with with that song too it's almost for me it was almost like on the second or third listen it was like oh you thought I was just disco mm. like yeah. you know almost going this is my range. Mm-hmm right? Yeah. And I can make you feel like, you know, I can make you dance, but I can also make you sit down and reflect and think and feel. And in the sense, like like you said, there's so many songs on this album that could be released now and sit in now, but this, like this I don't know if you found it, but this ballad was exactly how it should have been. In Absolutely, that time. <laughs> totally. Yeah.
0: That simple, twinkly piano with the vocals—that that accompaniment was just perfect. Like, and I also said that it could have been from a musical. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, I can just imagine it would be like that, that heartfelt. You're sat alone in your room, kind of. There will like there will always be a you kind of song. So, um, this one had the lyrics that hit me in the feels. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And again, I was there just going, Yep, yeah, I like, couldn't, I just no, yeah. I don't know what to do with that information. Yeah. Like, just like, do I, if I play it to my partner, it's lost on him. So, yeah. like, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna have to find someone else I love yeah. and just be like, yeah, I need this, to play this to you. I need to play this to you. You need to have a cry and then we're done. Yeah. No, like, is- I might buy a cat to sing this to. <laughs> Shit. That might happen. Uh, yeah, so um, because, like, I thought it was, yeah, again, really daring that it was she had this entire side of ballads, but yeah. then it made perfect sense for her to be in control. Like, she's seven records in. Yeah. She's in control
3: it- and, you know, even that, like then moving into another negotiation, right? Mm-hmm. So she probably knows yeah. that she has a lot freer reign than a lot of other artists in that mm-hmm. period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, two push the boundaries. And I mean, double record.
1: Yeah. Right. Especially like, if that's the thing. Like if, double if, the, record. if the label's like, no, no, we just want disco songs. It was like, you've already got two sides of that. Yeah. That's, that's fine. Here's your, here's your eight songs. Yep. Yeah. Here's, yeah. here's the thing you need to sell this record. Now I want a side for myself to do stuff that I want to do. And
3: uh, then I think, I feel like that whole, I mean, we haven't, we haven't left ballads yet. No, no, there's I'm a lot still, more the ballads. still going, yeah. But you know, that whole, the, the that whole, the second LP mm-hmm. is very much to me, like, Donna Summers. Yeah. Like this is,
0: like she's known as a disco queen, but this is her statement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because all through the night, she speaks. She doesn't sing spoken word over piano. And I'm like, oh, bitch, (laughs) what are you doing to me? It's a little bit of everything, you know? She is raw and she just leads the way for the R&B gods of the 90s. Yeah. And the spoken word bits. Yeah. Just, right? Like
2: think of
3: all those huge R&B songs.
2: Girl, you know, I've
3: been lonely. You know, yeah. you <laughs> like,
0: Oh my goodness! Wait, hold on. Are you gonna start singing "Boys to Men"? I am. I, uh, I that, will was cry. that was Men." That was just so good. It was just so good. Uh, yeah, but like they literally like the, that. Those songs wouldn't have existed had she not come out with like come out with all through the night and just gone. I'm making it accessible for you to just come out with a motive discussion over a piano. And then we're going to move into a song. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And I was like, and then there's a chorus of lots of oohs (laughs) as well. Love those oohs. Oh, man. So... Yeah. Like, I'm what the fuck are you looking for, dude? Like, I've been here all the time. Yeah, stop looking, stop looking everywhere. There's else. No distance
3: star. The distance star
0: dead. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. By the time you've seen it, it's literally died. Which so, so done? Uh, by yeah. the time we see it's like it's so good. So, it's just and then she's got really powerful vocals. Yes, mm-hmm. classically
3: on. trained. She briefly was a part of like the Vienna Opera. Yes. Bloody hell, yeah. Like, no, so like you know, she is like a
0: classically, classically trained. trained, yeah, singer. That's awesome. Well, it shows because she's her breadth is ridiculous and um, control. Yeah, like she is like so. Okay, it was only in the nineties I allowed myself to listen to people that weren't in tune, other than Le- other than Leonard Cohen, um, <laughs> right? So it was like when I got into Pavement and stuff like that, and yeah. I was like, okay, it's fine not to be in tune. So whereas Donna could just is just perfect. Mm on everything when she's whispering when she's belting out a tune she's just like and she does it all at the right time um at the right moment and it's just for that right song um so that's why i was floored by her doing four ballads in a row and going (laughs) and say and i could still go I, I can feel each different one, and they all have something different to say. So it's not just I'll always love you. I will always love you. I will love always love you. you. Yeah. I'm still loving you. It's there. I am still loving you. Yeah, yeah, like have you not heard on the previous three songs the loving? <laughs> um, but like it, they were all different moments. They were all they. It felt like she went through a book of her own poetry of relationships mm. and stuff, and just went. I'm gonna write a song about this broken heart. I'm gonna write this song about a love i'm going to write a song about a real love that's now and bring them all into these tracks for ballads.
3: and i mean similar i think you know like you you can sense a, a, a songwriting maturity in mm-hmm. donna summers like mm-hmm. you can imagine that these are different moments of songwriting moments or emotions throughout her mm. life and she saved these moments right yeah. like yeah. she's saved these moments for this ambitious for this time and that's yeah. What like what a ballsy thing to do, right? To be to be that forward thinking as a black artist in the 70s yeah. on, a, on a record deal that so Casablanca Records still I think owns all her they like masters in, seven, in perpetuity. Yeah. yeah. But to have that vision mm. of you know saving, yeah. saving till the time is right. The run.
1: idea of peaking on a seventh album. That <laughs> that is crazy. Well, name one band who were like, yeah. yeah, they're pretty good, they're pretty good, but well, album number s- album number seven. <laughs> Like, it's just, it's crazy that, yeah, you would... What like, number was w-
3: rumors? I think it was, like, 11. Was it? Yeah, so,
1: like, but the ones that do it stand out for doing yeah. it. Like, it's not, it's just the idea is, like, yeah, normally it's either a debut or you take your lessons from your debut and you hit your second and third and that's where you peak. But, like, the idea of peaking at a seventh is just blows my mind.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's pretty awesome. Mm. And let's get, as well, being a black woman in America coming out, yeah. going, this is the edge of disco now and I'm going to bring out some stuff and go, fuck it, I'm going to... I'm gonna bring up different genres. Yep. I'm gonna bring them all in. I'm gonna play with what I want and because I'm in charge. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she was in charge of this. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think she was led by anyone. No. I don't think anyone feel was in like tra- it. No, it's like you know how sometimes if we listen to yeah. an album and you're like, Oh, the producer really was in charge of mm-hmm. this. Was or, able to have or control the label. Of that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like she's like, I'm in the room. Yeah. And we're here and this is what we're doing. So it's really, really yeah, beautiful. Um, but we do have one more um ballad. <laughs> oh, so uh so we have a we she did move into our ballad with a dirty little bass line in My Baby Understands, which is pretty awesome. But she had some wailing vocals on that one.
1: <laughs> so the the beauty of My Baby Understands is like it's that bridge between the, the, the two sides. Is like it starts out as a ballad. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, there's this big power rock riff, and there's just like going, someone going like crazy, crazy on the guitar, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. And then the synth are all there, and then it just leads back into side four with more synth stuff. Well, it's it fits into stuff. side four, and it's the yeah. bridge to it. That's it. Yeah, it's just, just such a so. great bridge.
3: I like literally. I was like, because I know that we're moving into side four soon, and I literally had to just. Like Lucky to me, like, so Lucky is my favorite song on the album. Mm-hmm.
0: Nice. Yeah. That one's, that's the one that's most reminiscent of I Feel Love to me.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's got that repetitive beat. Yeah, yeah, and definitely. That synth line. Mm-hmm. But, like, to me, it's all it's like. All electro,
0: all the time. All yeah.
3: electro, the whole time, but challenging and, like, vocally, mm-hmm. the lyrics in it. Um, And I know there's other songs before this, but when it goes. Lucky comes in. Yeah, and it's just like,
0: and if you're lucky, you'll go for, for a, ride.
3: a ride. Go for a ride. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> With high pitched harmonies in that mm. one too,
3: really high, like yeah. high level. Like we are at the top end mm. of the octave yeah. scale, and like I just love that. Like le- it, well, it's you know, it's electronic, it's mm. dance. Yeah. It's yeah, awesome.
1: That's really cool.
0: Oh man, what I'm <laughs> y- <laughs> well, like, I am exhausted right, right now. Bloody hell! I feel like I've been disco dancing for the whole time.
1: I'm just gonna quickly jump in to say, uh, so Hot Stuff won a Grammy Award for the best female rock vocal performance, so in a disco song, awesome.
0: Wow. Um, mm.
1: Bad Girls was nominated for best female pop vocal performance and best female R&B vocal performance. So she's just winning these vocal or what nominated vocal things across yeah. the board. This
0: is
3: awesome. Like, she's nominated. Like, pe- literally, people are like we. Don't know where, like, we she has to be nominated mm. in, in we we'll put it for so everything, every yeah. category.
1: Dim All The Lights was nominated for the best disco recording and the album itself was nominated for album of the year. And then at the Australian Music Awards, it was nominated for favourite pop rock album. And then the single took an American Music Award for favourite pop rock single. And Summer got favourite pop rock female artist and favourite art, soul R&B female artist. Yeah. So pop rock <laughs> and soul and R&B, and she's just won them both with one album. Yeah, like that's, that's just crazy. That's crazy.
3: And you know what's crazy too? And this is my beef right
1: beef i love it
3: she keeps getting rejected from the rock and roll hall of fame so she died 62 for cancer Mm -hmm. i think 2012 yep and they keep rejecting her like this album like this is a rock album
2: yeah (laughs)
4: like
3: yeah she and 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 like you know we've talked about all these r&b artists the boys to men but tina turner Mm. The Tina Turner of the '80s could not have existed yeah. without no this Donna Summers and those, like you know, yeah. those big rock songs. And she keeps getting rejected from being in the Hall of Fame.
1: Crazy.
2: When will That's Donna so,
3: Summers
1: yeah. get her
0: just desert? <laughs> that is a Sparta good just, beef.
1: Justice for Summer. Hashtag Justice
0: Any final comments, Mister Liam? No,
1: we've covered. We've more than covered everything that I had more to say. Than that than covered. Is all good. <laughs> my, <laughs> my one page of notes versus your four.
0: My four pages. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know, blah, bloody hard. I could have like like dropped in lyrics on every single freaking song. Uh, so Trina, tis, I, I just, I can, I just say f-
3: my cheeks hurt <laughs> from
0: our conversation. Cause I'm like, yes, <laughs> yeah, you said it. Yes. So now is your time as in is flawless tradition yes. to give us your final pitch as to why Donna Summer bad girls is a flawless record.
3: Um, it's flawless because it's surprising, right? It's not what you expect. And when you dive into it, you realize that not only is it perfect for its time, but it's perfect for its time and now in so many different genres. Mm -hmm. Like it is, but nothing doesn't fit together. Like because it is an album and it's built to have those sides, it doesn't feel disjointed. It doesn't feel like you're dropping straight into – you know, a ballad, and you're like, "What just happened?" I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were dancing now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And 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 it's innovation in this, in the way that it was able to incorporate rock music and really funky guitars mm-hmm. um, into disco beats, into electronic music, into soul and R and B. Like Donna Summers, this in this one album, there is fun. There is sadness. There is joy. There is love. There is experimentation, and there is the future of so much music to come afterwards. And that's why, to me, it's a flawless record.
0: Awesome! <gasps> I, I you <really laughs> had a all <little> cry. <laughs> Goodness me, uh, Mister Liam, it hello. Is, you uh, have to take over this role <laughs> now. In whilst I have a little moment, um, and tell me on Donna Summer, bad girls. Where do you stand on this album?
1: So I love the album. It's So it's my first ever disco album and even listening to it in the moment, you can feel as like even knowing as little as I know about disco that no other disco albums sounded like this, that in the moment you can feel that she is expanding her boundaries and expanding the boundaries of what music – like. Sure, you can just jam all these things together and it's going to work and it's going to work really well together. And you can feel it, her stepping outside of her comfort zone. And then you find out that she left the record label because she wanted to do her own thing. And it's, we talked about it before, that it doesn't feel like a, an album that was crafted by a studio or, I mean, it feels kind of crafted by the producer, but also that balance between his control and her soul and her voice in there is just really cool. The problem is, it's too much.
3: It's just, there's
1: just so much. And Seventy we, we,
3: plus minutes we, 70 of music. I
1: looked at. I saw that label before I heard any of the songs, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be tough." So we've talked before about how the longer an album is, song-wise and length-wise, the harder it is to say that it's flawless because it tends to be too long, and there's, there's more room for now. for things. So there's no bad songs on the album but I think if I wanted to make it flawless, I would either – it's its three completely separate things mm. and they're all really good at what they are, but as they are together like that, it doesn't work together as one single document that you flow through. So for me, to make it flawless, you would either take the first eight songs on their own. So if the first eight songs had just been the album, I'd have been like, yep, yeah, that's flawless. Knocked <laughs> it out of the park, it's great. You're like,
3: there's three flawless components there's, to this that's album right. that's not yeah. flawless.
1: That, so, yeah. Or you take – five of the disco songs, two of the ballads and two of the ones off the end and you reorder them so that the, so that so it flows and it's up and down and it makes like... So you don't just chunk them all together and you could turn that into one album but as a huge double album with three very distinct parts which are all awesome on their own but it just doesn't flow for me as a, in a way that I love to to call it flawless. So, <gasps> so amazing. Like just crazy album. Like a, awesome to hear all about it but it just as the whole thing... Yeah, seventy one minutes. I'm I'm struggling to think it's seventy one minutes of music that I would call flawless. <laughs>
0: well, it's a pretty daring and plucky choice. It is so absolutely it's really good. Awesome. George, oh my goodness. Back over to you. Back over to me. <laughs> oh, um, so I was like, it's not going I feel love on it. So <laughs> it better have something on it. Yeah. Like when I was listening to it, because so I was like, I had, had a look and I was like, it is one hour and 11 minutes long. That is longer than most movies I will bother to watch. <laughs> like, I will watch all seven seasons of The West Wing, but I will not watch a movie that lasts more than an hour. Music's supposed to be challenging, it <laughs> is right. So, uh, yeah, so I listened to it as I was supposed to. Um, so I listened to it in the uh side A and when I'm gonna listen to side A and went to side A and Side A, like I did when I was a child. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm going to slide B. Okay, I'm doing B, I'm doing B, I'm doing B. Okay, I'm, I'm enjoying this. And then I went to C and I went, ooh, what are you doing here? You're just hitting me with some ballads. This is interesting. but you're doing all the ballads. So I'm thinking back to who I am in 1979. I don't exist, but
1: <laughs> who I am in 1979
0: what what do i want from this record i want all my ballads together so i can have like cry so i can have that moment of going i need to be really emotional right now and i need i need like the second record like side a or side so I see. Uh, for that record, I need it all to be together so I don't have to fuck about with the record player. <laughs> Perfect. And then I go, but I want to be uplifted. So I get to the last record, last side and I'm like, now I'm uplifted again. And I'm basically thrown into Craftwork Devo land. And uh, and I'm in LA and I'm hanging out with all the party kids and I'm wearing some roller skates. And so I just listened to it and just went, this time I'm going to listen to it all the way through and as separate sides. And just went, there is nothing wrong with anything on this entire fucking album. There is literally no note that is misplaced. There is nothing that she has said, sung or delivered that has been anything but immaculate. And all of the instruments have been immaculate and the messaging has been perfect. There is something on there for every emotion I've ever felt in my spectrum. (laughs) So I feel like I can take something at any given time and go, yes, of course, I'm gonna listen to that song now. And I am just so fucking Angry that I have not listened to this before.
1: We, we get that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> <When> <laughs> like someone brings it up, I'm like, "God damn it! Where was this?"
3: Maya, I love <laughs> that how yeah. all of you are like I did not listen to this record, but I'm like, "You, you're in for a treat."
2: Yeah, yeah <laughs> right.
0: I had like I, there are so many times where I've been drunk and should have sent some one of those songs to someone on Spotify and just of, <laughs> "Do you remember that time when we had that emotional moment?" And like, yeah, i just it's just a fucking beautiful record. Like it is so good. Uh, she was an impeccable artist. And I think this album was completely flawless. So Liam is again wrong, (laughs) uh, but so Trina is, again, you, you are a wonderful person for bringing this album to us and bringing it to me personally. So thank you very much. Uh, It's my pleasure.
3: It's absolutely my pleasure.
0: And it's great. (laughs) Like, it's like,
3: to me, it's like, um, I'm so excited for people to hear this and then listen to the album because we just. Forget that Donna Summers had a very prolific and long career Yeah, and she should not just be counted on hot stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: and it was a daring, daring choice to bring such a fucking long album (laughs) to a couple of people who are going to listen to it. So, yes. So we did not get this over the line. Um, We'll
1: have to find out what Grant thought.
0: Yeah, we'll, ha- we'll find it. We'll find out Grant later. Um, but if it's if he said no, then he doesn't count. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, this is fine. But we are at the end, my friends, because. We would love to thank you for listening to Flawless A Music Podcast. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram because we are cool and young and hip because we do not have TikTok. Uh, We have our Flawless AMP on all of those. So you can find us, join the conversation, share or like our posts, give us a rating. Every little thing helps to spread the word about how great we are about music. As mentioned, we also have Patreon where we share extra shit. Patreon.com slash flawless amp so check us out thank you again for listening and you can listen to us next time